This is the soundtrack of our lives. My whole life is defined by music. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Hug and a High Five. It's a mom and daughter podcast journal. I'm Ingrid, I'm the daughter. And I'm Vicky, I'm the mom. I'm trying to figure out how to be an adult. I'm trying to figure out how to parent an adult and live as an adult who is more than a parent. I live in New York City. And I live in Los Angeles. And this is Hug and a High Five. Hello, Ingrid. Hi, Mom. How's smoky California? California, particularly Pasadena, is so smoky right now because we are having the Bobcat Fire, which is 0% contained, and Mm. it's very smoky. It hasn't uh, reached any houses yet, but it's near our town. It's concerning. I talked to Dad for a while last night, and um, by the end of our conversation, his he was uh voice was going out raspy i asked him why yeah he said well i've been breathing smoke nonstop for a couple days now yeah we all have a smoker's cough right now it's really rough it's bad yeah. news and how are things in new york well you know we're getting rain all day today and i just wish that i could send it across the country to you that would be nice i'm excited for our topic today when you first mentioned this i wasn't so excited about it because i wasn't sure how it was going to work <laughs> This is the soundtrack of our lives. Yeah, you suggested talking about different music that has been important to us in our life. And I thought, bah, that's not important enough to talk about. (laughs) Except that my whole life is defined by music. (laughs) Probably is true for everyone. Music is such a powerful thing Mm -hmm. in each person's life for their own walk. Mm -hmm. But it feels particularly close to me and I presume to us mm-hmm. because we've grown up I grew up in such deep traditions of musicians and music so much that I went into a career that has music at its core yeah so I think it's a good idea <laughs> that's why I thought it was and what will become apparent is the styles of music that motivate us and inspire us and that we spend our time marinating in we marinate in music from the time we're little Mm -hmm. and you have musical parents and I had musical parents and daddy had musical parents so it's definitely something that is passed down from generation to generation the styles of music may change but the participation in music is still there and what I appreciate and enjoy is that it is participation. It's not observation. It's not audience. Mm. It's participation. Hmm. I like that. You asked me to write down music from different parts of my life. Mm-hmm. And the first few that I chose were all, I almost said congregational. <laughs> <laughs> They're all very uh, everyone involved, participation oriented. Hmm. The very first thought, one I thought of was, it's you, I like every part of you your skin your eyes your feelings whether they're old or new which of course is from fred rogers (laughs) fred rogers is a very good lyricist and um, music writer he speaks a lot of truth in his songs and they're some of the first songs that i like steeped in as a child because you would sing them to us right as well as just like watching them on screen Mm -hmm. so they they become like you know deep parts of my psyche where I do walk around 
feeling frustrated and think to myself, what do I do with the mad that I feel? (laughs) My first memory of a phrase that you said came from a song. So there was Mm. a soundtrack, a little CD back in your day. In my day, there was cassette tapes that we listened to from... Bible study fellowship and it was hymns and it was the phrase early in the morning. That was the first phrase I said? Yeah, it was the first phrase you said and you smushed it together like one would early in the morning. (laughs) Morning without your R's. Yes, I couldn't say my R's. That was a fun phrase and that came from a song that we listened to. Hmm. Did you pair songs with portions of your life or did you just have a bunch in your head? Yes, I did think of songs from my life. When I was really young, of course, my mom was a music teacher. She was the choir director at her church. Right. So we always had a lot of sacred and secular music, as my mom would call it. We lived in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and we would go to a big music store called Schmidt's Music. And I used to go with my mom once a year. She would go in the summer, towards the end of summer, to a music Hmm. convention. (laughs) <laughs> at Schmidt's music and I would just sit and awesome. listen and sh- we would listen to the samples of all the choral music the new choral music for the year total like Whoa. set in time <laughs> yes that is a thing of the and past so they would I I think yeah most of it was recordings and not live but then you know they were trying to sell their music so if you ever saw movies of Glenn Miller mm-hmm. or George Gershwin, when they mm-hmm. would go into music stores and they'd have a live pianist playing the songs so that people would buy the songs, it was kind of like that. It was this huge, like, three-story yeah. music store and different genres of music on every level. And wow. so then we would go into a big auditorium and hear all this sacred choral music sung and then when my mom was a she was the elementary school choir teacher we would hear the kids choir music and it was a big thing for tracks like backing tracks to be added in in the 70s when I was a kid those were like the songs that I heard there was always a lot of singing in my house my mom played the piano well right right and we took up instruments we play the piano a little bit just with the lessons that she gave us. And then we kind of each played different instruments. I played the flute. So I would say when I was a kid, it was a lot of that uh, choral music, hymns, cantatas, as we end up calling them, or <laughs> musicals. You called them cantatas? No, we called them cantatas. Okay. We, <laughs> joke, we joke now that they're called cantatas because they're so cheesy. But, oh my um, gosh. We called them cantatas, but they were, they were musicals that told a story. Totally. And they were simple. You know, they were made for churches and for mm-hmm. like small kids groups and things like that. Mm. I listened to those songs all the time. My parents weren't huge classical music aficionados. My grandpa, my mom's dad, was uh, opera. Mm. And my dad, he liked certain singers. So I would say like the singers of the 50s. Kind of swing music, big band music. They did not really get into the 
late 60s 70s music because they were already having kids and moving on with their life and they weren't really paying attention to music at all so they (laughs) they (laughs) yeah none of that so and and they were they met in a singing group Mm -hmm. so they also like choral music was always a huge part of what I listened to as a kid and so when I got into junior high and high school and people started saying what what bands do you like I was like um name some oh my god I'm so (laughs) the same way uh and so people would say all I could think of was the Beatles and the Beach Boys and the Bee Gees and I was like all the B bands because I I wasn't really motivated by that and I enjoyed what my parents listened to and I listened to the radio right you know, we had music radio and we had talk radio mm-hmm. back in the 70s and 80s before everyone had their own recording equipment. So that whatever was forced to us. So you had your station that had the particular genre on it. And so I listened to pop music on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say, OK, I like I like some of the Beach Boy songs. I like some of the Monkeys songs. Mm-hmm. I like some of the Beatles songs. But even then... I didn't know anything about... You're like, that's about... still past your prime. Like, that's not it your is... generation. <laughs> no. I didn't know anything about all the bands. Like, Rush and Queen. I never... I couldn't name one single song of theirs when I was a kid. Uh-huh. I didn't know. And Daddy listened to all of that kind of music. Yeah. I didn't listen to any of that music. Unless it was played on the radio. And the radio right. stations I listened to didn't play that music. So then I listened to... When I got into high school more pop music so then i listened to prince because he's from my neighborhood (laughs) and uh duran duran and uh sting Mm -hmm. and the police and i did listen to you two a little bit and i'm very sad to say that i actually had tickets to the Joshua Tree concert and I sold them to a friend of mine because I didn't care. Wow. <laughs> and, and now I'm like, oh how sad. Why did I do that? <laughs> oh my god. But gosh. I really wasn't I it I I didn't matter to like, you so moved much. by that. No. I mean, I feel the same way. Because I I was introduced to Rogers and Hammerstein when I was four or something. Mm-hmm. And sort of the rest is history. Like, I, ha- I don't have a lot of, like, branching out from the musical theater world. And so mm-hmm. I also, I mean, I got, I got into a little bit of, like, boy band pop music in, in middle school because of Girl Scouts, pretty much. Mm. I, had, I had a friend from Girl Scouts that took me to my very first concert, which was a Jonas Brothers concert. And I really can sing almost every lyric of Jonas Brothers songs now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, like, seek out pop music, and I'm not one to, like... Like, my my sister, like, goes on Spotify and, like, looks up new music every week. And, like, mm. soaks in what's happening, which is so cool to me. But I, I mm. don't have that drive to do that, unless it's a musical. <laughs> so... You did. You told me about two new musicals last just a few days ago. Which, and that is thanks to my roommate. It's not thanks to my own research. But, <laughs> yes, that that's the type of thing where I know I totally would have. I, I think now I would I would be a little bit more um, precious about things 
But for a long time, if I had like tickets to a Beyonce concert, I would have given them away in order to go see a musical. Right. And in some respects, like, great, someone that really loves and knows Beyonce should go to the concert and not me. You know what I was, it's interesting to hear you talk about, like, sacred versus secular music. Because I was kind of surprised at how many Hmm. of my songs were, quote unquote, sacred music. Were, like, worship songs Mm -hmm. when I thought about what stood out to me the most. This is kind of a hard question because I have a song in my head when I wake up every single morning. Hmm. Is it different or is it the same? It's always different. Oh. The worst days are when it just happens to be a song that was playing in the store the day before. <laughs> like, I don't need this song in my head anymore. But it's really lovely when it's like, I, I'll wake up to a like a Louis Armstrong song and I'm like, oh, what a fun day. And I totally, like, my day is sort of like set by that. So I was expecting to have like tons of musical theater songs popping out at me. Hmm. But the next one I thought of was... One of the earliest ones that I ever learned also, which is Good Morning God, which is how we used to start our day every morning. Oh, yeah. Good morning, God. This is your day. I am your child. Show me your way. In my opinion, it's the most exactly appropriate prayer, (laughs) theologically correct prayer to say to God to start out the day. I love saying that phrase. I love Mm. singing it. Yeah. And I still say it almost every morning whether or not I'm singing it in my head or, mm-hmm. or just saying the words, depending on how I feel. Mm-hmm. But so that is a very, mm-hmm. very powerful one to me. I will always have it with me. I did write down some Sound of Music songs because, of course, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also what's interesting about Sound of Music is that it's sort of a different one per season of life. Ah, uh, yes. I am 16 going on 17 and then yes. high on a hill as a lonely goat herd. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We have we have prime VHS footage of me singing every word of Doe a Deer on a camping trip when I was yes. six or something. And the one that's most accurate to this season of life is I Have Confidence, actually. Oh, yeah. That was the song that I woke up to the first day that I went to acting school in New York City. Wow. Yeah. And I sang it all day to myself. I think it's a gift. I kind of believe, like, even that it's... The Holy Spirit that gives us songs in our head, whatever the words are, but just the, our spirit. Something Somebody told me once that music, the word music, has the word mm. muse in it, which is spirit. So it's kind of like a spiritual yeah. thing. And so our, our whole being connects with the melody and the lyrics. Yeah, I, I totally like that. I totally agree with that. I mean, that seems accurate for everyone that goes through life we all put on different music to feel different ways or either to affirm us or to put us in a new state of feeling and that's really accurate that's like really true to part of who we are it's interesting to think about how we do use music to change our mood yes since i i would say in college i started getting into um different kinds of classical music but as I thought about them I thought oh well they are even in their own kind of genre because it was um kind of American classical music writers like Aaron Copland and George Gershwin and Leonard Bernstein those were three famous American music writers and they wrote Americana music kind of like which had a little folk Scottish folk music twinge to it but then they were kind of more rhythmic and melodic 
So when I was in high school, I choreographed a very long solo piece to American in Paris, <laughs> which is like a six or eight oh, minute song. Wait, you didn't use the whole thing, did I did you? the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> That's so long. <laughs> I didn't oh have any editors in my life. <laughs> But, you know, that's beautiful. That's really very Yeah, impressive. it was hard to, to choreograph the whole thing. The, I would say definitely parts of it were better than others. But um, they let me do it, yeah, back then. There was a lot of, a lot of space, a lot of freedom, not, not a lot of hurriedness. Mm-hmm. As I've gotten older and listened to the musical tastes of Daddy, I've enjoyed Mahler and Beethoven. I liked Schubert. Oh yes. When I was in high school, because I did a ballet dance to Schubert. For lyrics, mm-hmm. I'd say Michael Card. I was always been impressed. He's a great theologian. Oh yeah. With lyrics, in my view. Yes, yeah, similar to Fred Rogers in that way, but for a different age group. I kind of sing over myself with his lyrics sometimes, or just turn yeah. them on and listen to them. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. The one that I have not quite similar to Michael Card, but just the one song of that style is a Bethel song that I started that I learned how to play on the piano in in college called We Dance. Mm. It's got this like great little arpeggio in its in the beginning of its piano part, which is like so calming to me. And so any time that I was feeling down or oh, I need to cry, I've got a lot of emotions, but I don't really know how to just like bring those out I would go I would play I still do like play that song and then either sing it or just play the melody mm-hmm. and it's all about picturing what it would be like to be like in a dance with the Lord or to to like have him dance over me like those kinds of things mm. the first lyrics are you you steady me slow and sweet we sway you take the lead I'll follow mm. it's helpful to have sort of songs that that center you absolutely for for a long time when you were young is when Appalachian Journey the piece came out the the album came out the first one and then the second one Appalachian Journey is actually with Yo-Yo Ma Mark O'Connor and Edgar Mayer oh yeah Okay, okay. And then in that first one, Alison Krauss sang oh, with him. Yes. And she has such a beautiful, angelic yeah. voice. I used to sing, she sang a mother's prayer type of song, mm. which I sang over you. Her range was always a little bigger than mine, <laughs> but I could sing it a little lower <laughs> about an evening prayer. Slumber, oh. my darling, the world is at rest. Yes, I remember that song. I don't know. I think a lot of people do this. Listen to when you look like this music, listen to it on repeat. Oh, yeah. And then you're after three months, you're like, okay, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that song enough. But actually, impress, you know, oral music is like, that's the way we learn. So it's such a beautiful thing that we just want to do naturally. That's so true. Well, and even though you like soak it in like crazy and then then or like it's like you're a little done with it i will i can come back years later though and know all of the lyrics to shrek the musical and like how do i know that you know <laughs> or something much more meaningful like appalachian journey i haven't i couldn't sing any of the lyrics but when i did like different genres of music i enjoyed listening to lecrae hip-hop rapper artist but he was also Christian, mm-hmm. and yes. I really 
think that he has great theology and mm-hmm. like listening to what he has to say. You have to listen yeah. really carefully because it comes by so fast. <laughs> kind of like the Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Didn't we, we heard there was like between 67 and 120 words in a minute sung one time in one of the songs in Hamilton? In Hamilton? Yeah. And of course, in the comment from the rap world is like, that's slow. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy to think about how fast yeah, they impressive. make their words come by. But I, it is what one of the best things about that genre is then you do get to like listen to it over and over and really yeah. find something different every time. Do you ever think of music or melodies that you play? You just got a piano at your place, yes. but do you ever think of right melodies coming into your head, new melodies or new lyrics? I've never been a songwriter, no. I, a few times in my life, something has come through and I've like decided to sit down and make it a bigger thing. And I think, so, you know, as in everything, if I was like in a songwriting class where I was, I was required to create something and share it with the world every week and like move that muscle to get over insecurity and just do it, I probably could, but I haven't (laughs) made that a priority. So, no. Both you and I are very motivated by classes and structure. Yeah. Yes, we need structure and we need someone else. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to have a due date just to get like, get over yourself because there's quite it's a, a bit of imposter syndrome that comes in if I'm just going to like create something and share it because like, no one mm-hmm. asked that for that. <laughs> yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, that is I, – I feel similarly that way. So that's why it's fun to have other people in our life that just create things. Yeah, it's inspiring. Your dad inspiring. just c- creates things. Sometimes your sister creates, just creates things. And that's, it's lovely to read and to hear what, what they do. You know, I actually had a, I had a, a little interaction on this theme yesterday that, poked a lot more buttons on me than I expected it to because I had a, a a man at work he's about your age he works at Trader Joe's he's been in like hip-hop music business for a long time with like spikes of popularity and success you know um mm-hmm. and uh he was asking me about Trader Joe's and he was like oh you like you should be a manager someday and I said well that's really kind of you I've They've mentioned that I could be, but that's not what I want to do with my life right now, you know, um, et cetera. And he knows that I love Broadway. And so he asked, well, what are you doing in this time to keep promoting yourself? Mm. And I didn't have a lot of an answer, but I was able to say, like, uh, thematically, I said, well, you know, it's so funny is actually the, the newest platform for, like, promoting oneself is TikTok. Which I haven't gotten on yet. Um, but I do have, like, my roommate auditioned for a musical that way that's all on Zoom. And we were just kind of chatting. But then he went pretty hard to, why not? Why aren't you on TikTok? You've got to get get this together because you have to promote yourself. And it's like, what are you going to do? Just, like, wait for a year? And it was really, mm. it came out of such a place of, like, I believe in you and I've been in this business a long time. Hmm. But it was totally unsolicited advice. <laughs> And I like allied a lot of pride well up in me, and I was like, first of all, I didn't ask you, and second of all, I do feel really insecure about that. 
And I don't have a TikTok mm-hmm. and I don't have a like thriving YouTube channel because no one asked for that. <laughs> mm. There so there is actually a very big piece of me that is like not there's there's no muscle built up there for just like creating for creation's sake to share it. I do a lot mm-hmm. of singing on my own, you know. I choreograph mm-hmm. dances and put them on my phone, but I don't, mm-hmm. you know, share them with the world. And there's a lot of questions about that. There's a lot of like, you know, wh- when is that necessary and when is it not? And TikTok right now, at least, is just really easy, quick fame for a minute. And I'm not really interested in fame. I don't like mm. I'm I'm interested in a long career in a very like established art form which is a a harder path um so is it you know there's lots of questions about whether or not it's helpful at all but um anyway I just thought I'd share that because it made me made, made me think of it yeah that gets into the heart a bit interesting that it came from a unsolicited person right but that person believes in you enough to poke you a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I can recognize that it came from a good place, even though I I didn't quite have the wit to receive it. There is something special about being willing to create and then share it and not be too concerned about the response that other people get to say I created this and it came out of me and I know that I'm special just like Mr. Rogers says Mm -hmm. and ultimately just like God says Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then um share it and put it out there and not be concerned with the response of people right Mm, not I'm not there yet not because I don't think I'm I just not it's not like a oh I'm gonna be judged, I don't think I'm good enough thing. I, I, I think it's actually like I'm taking myself too seriously thing. <laughs> it's a it's a, I want it to be meaningful and not just like for the sake of performance. So I have to I have to find my why before I just do things. Uh that's interesting, different perspective to be meaningful and not for the sake of performance. Because I'm not a comedian. I'm not just gonna like go on there and like I, I, I don't I don't make meaning out of silliness personally. I love to see it, but I don't that's not how I express myself. So But that's interesting because you do love the comedic roles and you do really well with the comedic roles. Yes. I didn't think them up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe the um just exposing if we think of it as practice, exposing yeah. our our practice this is my journey to wherever i land but i'm on the journey and i'm i'm just sharing my, even my journey with other people and saying that that there's there's value in that how i got there people always like the how i got there story then i'm there already yeah that's true <laughs> that's true that's true so i've even People have started things in uh, shelter in place in the pandemic. Like people have started new um, YouTube channels and things. Mm -hmm. And it's been interesting for me to watch how they have progressed 
in the six months that we've True. been in in shelter in place and how they've gotten fancier, how their backdrops have gotten fancier, how they have a little jingle now that mm-hmm. they didn't have before. <laughs> and I've appreciated that and I, I value that and I think, well, that's cool. They They started something now. They didn't have very much and now they've gotten fancier and it looks great mm-hmm. and it sounds great and I like to see their journey and I'm grateful for it kind of thing. Yeah. So... Well, it's been enjoyable thinking about music and the journey, the musical journeys that we've been on. Thanks yes. for talking to me about it. Yeah, thanks and for opening the conversation. I uh, I love the idea of you creating and, and me creating and, and risking and, and sharing it with other people and say, hey, this is my process. And like I've said about speaking out loud, mm. we have to give each other the permission to have rough drafts. Yeah. Because all, all good writers. Yeah all good writers of any kind of anything have rough drafts before they have second and third and fourth and 12th drafts. And yeah. yeah. Sometimes we, I think we have come to a false notion that we have to, the first thing that comes out has to be the final thing that comes out. And that is a false notion. So I think maybe the freedom and just doing something and putting it out there and saying, here, here's this draft. Mm. I'm going to create another draft tomorrow mm-hmm. <laughs> is kind of, I, I like that perspective. You do that with your wisdom Wednesdays. Yes. Yeah. That's a nice way. To, I mean, I don't know if there are really drafts to that, <laughs> but maybe there will be, it could be a coffee table book one day. It could be. And you put, you put something out every week. Yes. Yeah. yeah I'm consistent with that. And I do like that, but it feels meaningful to me. I have a why there. Hmm. Well, there's food for thought for both of us. What is our why behind putting something out? Well, this was an encouraging conversation, Mom. Thank you. And it makes me yeah. really extra thankful for all the songs in my life. I'm gonna some. I'm gonna spend my my evening at Trader Joe's singing some of my favorite songs because we just talked about them. Me too. I do like thinking about the songs of our life. Yeah. It's you I like. Thank you for listening to Hug and a High Five. Yep, thanks for listening. If you'd like to suggest a topic, ask us a question, or share your mom-daughter story, please email us at podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. All words, Hug and a High Five podcast at gmail.com. Have a great week.